Hello, Internet, and welcome to Game Theory, the only show that steals an intro from a different YouTuber every episode. And today, we're going to be looking at Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's here, finally, after literally over a year of no information. We got something. It's here now. Um. <laughs> so hi, everyone. Welcome to Talk Effie to Me. I'm Claire, Robot Pizza Party. And I'm Chris, at Conchristu. So, I hope you guys are proud of us. We woke up at, like, 7 o'clock, and we were itching. We were quaking for the Nintendo Treehouse live presentation for E3 2018. And we were like, we're going to be just like Game Explain. We're going to have two computers going at same time. One for memes, one for watching. We've got our speculation here for the new Fire Emblem 16 game. Uh, <laughs> three houses, that's what it's called. So this is literally right after the presentation. So if there was any, like, extra information that was revealed quite a bit, like, a little bit after or whatever, you know, we didn't have that by the time this has been uploaded. But let's just jump right into it, because we're both so excited to talk about everything. We'll start off with the description on the trailer from Nintendo's YouTube account. It says, A brand new Fire Emblem game with a new story and characters is coming to Nintendo Switch. The game takes place on... I don't know. F- Fodland. Fodland? I think it's, yeah, Fodland. <laughs> um, hold on, I'm gonna check. Japanese, it's Fedora, but we're not there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, fo- I'm just gonna say Fodland. Um, where the Church of Sirios, Sirios exercises great power over the land and its people. The turn-based tactical RPG will put a new will put new strategic twists on battling with formations of troops surrounding individual units on the battlefield. Do you have what it takes to survive and conquer in this brand new Fire Emblem game? Fire Emblem Three Houses is available spring 2019. And then also, for anyone who hasn't watched the trailer over and over and over again like we have, um, the first thing that is said in the trailer by what I'm guessing is either the main character or that pretty green-haired lady, she says, Long ago, the divined Sirios received a revelation from the goddess, a gift to help guide the lost. Now the goddess watches over Fodland, Fedora, from her kingdom above, as the mother of all life, the arbiter of every soul. Okay, so first let's go into the overall impressions and is this what you wanted? Are you disappointed? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I'd say this is what I wanted. Um, I don't think we have enough information to say anything for sure, but this trailer made me excited, and so I'm happy. Okay, so to counter that, here's the thing, you guys. I've talked before on the podcast about how previous E3 trailers, and now I only started watching E3s and really getting into them around 2012, so for Awakening. When I saw both the trailers for Awakening and especially the trailer for Fates, the one where Azura is dancing and it's very impactful, those made me so excited. You know, when you watch a trailer for a movie or for a game and you get chills from the music, from something that's happening, from a certain angle, I got those for Fates and Awakening and lots of other games. But when I watched this trailer, while obviously I'm a big fan of Fire Emblem, and I'm here filming this podcast, I didn't get any chills. 
And I know exactly the reason why. It's because for the past few years, there's been this trend of making big, spectacular E3 trailers, things that will get people excited, things that often lie about the actual quality of the game. It's happened time and time again. I already noticed from this E3, not just at the Nintendo presentation, but Sony was doing this a lot when I was watching them the other day. Now, it has switched back to what a lot of people wanted, actual gameplay in the trailers. The thing being that actual gameplay isn't nearly as exciting as a cinematic that is structured to be exciting. So at the end of the day, if you feel like me, and you were like, huh, I don't really feel anything from this, that's normal. Like, it's just because it's gameplay. I'm still gonna buy the game, and I'm sure I'll still enjoy it. It had me feeling weird at first, but I just realized that the other trailers, especially that Fates one from a few years back, it's all formulated to generate hype. I'm actually glad now that in this trailer we got to see some very specific things in the game. It's giving you a hint of what the game actually looks like, not just throwing a cutscene at you that's very pretty, but oh, what's the gameplay like? You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely get that. I do think, however, that the song in this trailer was really, really cool. We'll get to that when we talk about the music, but I did really like the song. I didn't notice it, to be honest, until we rewatched it a few times, but, you know. It had, like, I don't know, it had, like, a cool start to it, and then, I don't know, in the end, it was all nice. I liked the the song. Like, this is definitely the the main theme or whatever of this, uh, of this century. It ain't no... Norian no version of Azura's dance, though. Let me no tell you, ocean's gray waves, mm-hmm. destined to seek. <laughs> so before we move on, we sort of skipped over it. The game is coming out in spring 2019, which is like two seasons past. I guess what the what the last possible time it could have come out, which would be like December 2018, with Smash. Um, I guess maybe they didn't want to compete with Smash either, but I, I just think that. Uh, they didn't have enough of this game done to finish it this year, so they didn't want to rush it. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I kind of see a reason why. Last year, they had said, oh, Ooga Booga Booga, Fire Emblem Switch, or a new Fire Emblem game will be coming spring of 2018. Um, I think they just said 2018. So, obviously... They're doing a, please understand. Yes. (laughs) But you know what? It worked out for Breath of the Wild. Who knows what Breath of the Wild would have been like if it hadn't been delayed. And while they didn't say anything at all, they're kind of getting away with it. Like, they're not saying they just slipped under the rug. They're just like, it's coming out spring 2019. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't care, really. Now, we have a bunch of specific topics we want to go into. But before that, on Nintendo's Japanese website, there was an article posted about the game. I haven't found something similar on the English version, so this will be translated by Google, so know that, that anything could be mistranslated. But it seems very interesting, and it goes into a bit more detail, kind of giving us the information where we've been a little starved for. And of course, we'll link the article in the description of the episode down below. Okay, so starting sort of a little bit after the beginning, it says the title for of the latest work is Fire Emblem Flower Snow Moon. Now, this could be a mistranslation, or it could be what each of the houses are called. One's flower, one's snow, one's moon. Who knows? Um, it says, 
Fire Emblem appears in a stationary game machine for the first time in about 12 years since Radiant Dawn, which is pretty cool, and by stationary game machine, they mean a home console. And yeah, it's true, and it very visually reminds me of that game with the 3D models and the overworld map, which I'm actually not a big fan of. I kind of... I miss the sprites. I thought they were cute, and you know, when you go into a battle, that's when you have the 3D models, but you know, it's the... They want to show off the graphics of the Switch. They want mm-hmm. to make sure this game feels like a Switch game, like it couldn't be on the 3DS. So that makes sense. And the the models do look very good. It's a huge step up from everything we've seen on the 3DS game, because they've always been kind of round and blocky. No feet. <laughs> yeah. Stubs. So continuing on, one of the features of the Fire Emblem series is a highly strategic battle that can be unfolded on the battlefield, divided into squares. The... It just tells us how uh, Fire Emblem works. So we we know how to play Fire Emblem. Okay, here we go. In addition to the basic battle system, Fire Emblem's history has also adapted a unique system for each title. Among the published pictures, there were scenes where the unit led a lot of soldiers and attacked enemies all at once. And yes, we saw that. It was pretty interesting. Please wait for further information on how these new elements will bring changes to this battle. I think the way that characters attack with the full group like they lead a little tiny squad of soldiers. I think that really makes things feel more like a war. Mm-hmm. I remember in Shadows of Valencia when they had cutscenes, there was like Alm had this huge army, but when you played the game, all you had were the main characters, and that didn't make a lot of sense. Like, where where were they? What were they doing? So this is like, oh, each person kind of leads their own group of people with their weapon, and they're fighting, and that makes sense, and it's pretty cool to see. Okay, so this is a little blurb on the story of the game itself, according to the same article on the Japanese Nintendo website. The stage for this work is the world called Fodora. Many people on this continent live under the teachings of the Syrocyst, Syrocyst, who believes in the goddess. Paintings that appeared at the beginning of the video are deeply related to Syrios, and for anyone interested, there are some nice full PNGs of the images shown at the beginning of the E3 trailer. Yeah, it shows the map and it shows this wonderful looking painted mural of the goddess. And I think it looks like a dragon. I'm going to click on it to see if I can make out what that is there. Yeah, it looks like the goddess and a dragon. Or maybe the goddess is a dragon because that usually how Fire Emblem works. It's hard to tell. Well, there's a couple dragons actually. There's like... So she has angel wings, but under her, there's these big dragon wings of a dragon, and then she has little tiny... Friends. Friends in the back. It's interesting. It looks like one of these guys has bird-like feathers, more like angel wings, but all the rest of them have bat-like wings, like a dragon. So I'm guessing we're going to find out some of that. Maybe the dragon goddess has some kind of apostles. I just got a feeling I have nothing to... uh, back this up with but the goddess character in this thing i'm kind of getting sus vibes from her i think she might be a villain or something who makes herself seem like some sort of pious uh benevolent sort of god but i don't know it, it just yeah this is, the, this is the hard read i'm throwing out well there. i mean there's some heavy imagery in this tapestry here the fact that there's evil directly below her and she's casting down evil onto the people pretty sure she's gonna be a villain she could yeah moving on The mysterious woman who seems to be a goddess is drawn in the form of a flighting dragon, a person carrying a sword. Interesting. So, 
the mysterious woman who seems to be a goddess. You know, I'm not saying that we have the facts here, but, you know, sure does seem like there's something about to go on. Yeah, I didn't realize there's people in the bottom and that looks like a person with a sword or some kind of sword at the very bottom. Also, that's probably the legendary weapon. Also, something to be noticed is that the border around this circular tapestry seems to display symbols that I would presume are the tribes and clans um, ruled under this goddess, and certain ones are scratched out, have dirt on them. Oh, yeah. I can only guess that maybe they have fallen to ruin, have turned evil, they're all dead, something like that. Something fun like that. Yeah, I'm looking to see if there's a pattern. It looks like... (laughs) No, yeah, it looks like none of them repeat, so... Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Jeez, this really is like Game Explain. We're looking at an image for ten minutes. (laughs) Yeah, we we are Game Explain. As you know, we have taken over Game Explain's channel, so... (laughs) And Nintendo loves us. Yep. They invite us to all their events. We're at E3 right now. We are inside the Nintendo booth. I'm with Reggie. I'm holding his hand. (laughs) The article is now discussing what seems to be the leaders of the three houses. Or probably, uh, like, the princes and princesses. Mm, Like, the heirs. Yeah, that's the better word. The hero in this land of Fedora will meet three young people. Uh, Eldegard. Let's see. Dimitri uh, and Claude. Eldegard. Eldegard, Dimitri, and Claude. I will introduce you to what kind of person they are on another occasion. Okay. Shading me. But as important characters holding the key of the story, please keep on knowing afterwards. Yes, exactly right, Nintendo. Yes. Yeah, so I guess they mean they want us to they want read us about to it tuned. later. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, but you can bet they're all angsty. And maybe you can marry them. So just a heads up, we'll talk about this again, but this kind of confirms, Chris, that the blue guy in the trailer must be your my unit because it just says the hero of this land. So, you know, you can probably name them. If you go into the article, you can see each of their profiles. And if I'm not lazy, I might put their faces in in the YouTube video so you can see them. But Eldegard has whitish, greenish hair. She kind of reminds me of Little Red Riding Hood. And I should note that all these characters have a very black aesthetic. I guess we'll get into that when we talk more about the characters. But I think that's very interesting. This seems to have a very sombery, dark-looking feel, and I hope they run with that with the full game. Yeah, it reminds me of Shin Megami Tensei, which we'll, we'll get into that later, don't you worry. Another thing I found interesting is that all these characters have last names, which is... Very unique for a Fire Emblem game. I can think of, like, Jill Fizark from Path of Radiance, but there's not a lot of last names in Fire Emblem, but these guys under their profiles have full names. The girl is Eldegard von Fresberg. The blonde boy in the blue is Dimitri Alexandre Bragdad. Bragdad. And the brown-skinned guy with curly hair in the yellow outfit is Claude Von Reagan, which I'm interested, very interested in these names. It's very Eastern European, which is a little different from the norm. So did you hear that, guys? 
Long gone are the days of typing in Crom Fire Emblem because none of them have last names. Right. Maybe they'll all have last names in this game and we'll actually be able to tell people who we're cosplaying instead of, I'm cosplaying Tiki Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. So this is really cool. I liked this part of the trailer. It specifically states in the article that there is a part in which you can move the main characters freely and exchange... Um, and exchanging conversation with various different characters. So think about how supports have worked in the past, where it's flat 2D meeting, usually in the training room or what have you. Now it's going to be in 3D, and there may be a 3D space that you can walk around, hopefully more than just one room. Seems to be a lot going on in a castle, so maybe that's your base even. We'll have to see. But Either way, that's really cool because it adds more to the realism of the game being in a 3D environment, in my opinion. It ends with, there are still many mysteries, but please look forward to future information. Better not be till next year, ladies. And there's some nice screenshots in here, so again, check out the article if you want, and you can kind of see everything in high res. We see the old Santa Claus looking evil man. We see the goddess cradling a staff. And we see people riding on horses and pegasi. And Blue Boy. Blue Boy, which we may think is the Avatar. We'll get into that. Yeah, he kind of looks like the protagonist of Persona 3. So let's dive a bit deeper into the concept slash world now that we have a better understanding thanks to that article, as well as watching the trailer over and over again. So I really like the concept of Three Kingdoms. I hope there is... I hope there is a lot of politics and interesting play between these houses. And I don't know exactly what they mean by houses, because when I think houses, I just think of, like, families in old time. Like, like the Capulets and the Montagues, not, like, full countries. So, the scale of this game is interesting. Will it just be between cities or something like that? Or will these be countries? It's hard to tell right now. They're obviously all very regal and rich and everything. And the other main thing to consider is that three houses could either mean three storylines or three games. Oh boy. We'll have to see. You know, I don't really care at the end of the day, but I'm not going to buy all three. I don't care enough to do that. I would much rather prefer to borrow from other friends who have the other games so that way I can save money a little bit. Whatever, Nintendo. I still love you. Fire Emblem has shown in the past that they can tell multiple stories or different diverging paths, like, you know, multiple stories in Radiant Dawn, and the diverging paths in both Echoes, Gaiden, and Sacred Stones, so they can put it on one game, and that would be a lot better for the consumer. So Nintendo, Intelligent Systems, whoever's listening out there, don't make this three games, please. The whole idea of this church is very interesting, and again, this is playing more into the fact that the goddess might be evil because the church seem like they're the bad guys. I wonder what they're going to do with that. It's very interesting to me that they're taking this sort of route. If historical context means anything, it's obvious that the church will have a lot of power and a lot of influence, so what will they do with that? I don't know. It's cool. And obviously just predicting that the goddess of this world is slightly evil. That could then mean that she is manipulating the church to do bad things because they follow her blindly. 
Let's move on to comparisons. From the look of it, it seems like Three Houses is a pretty decent combination um, I think of, so too. of both old and new Fire Emblem, meaning classic style and Echoes versus Awakening Fate's new style. I think it's very interesting because the art seems very new Fire Emblem. It seems very anime-y, seems very Persona, mm-hmm. Shin Megami Tensei, mm-hmm. but the designs, they're very reserved they look very realistic and very cool i'm sure whenever the art book comes out we'll get a same deal with with echoes and i think i think it's a happy medium because it does have you know sort of the bright colors more over exaggerated features i think i was surprised to see a not so flashy and eccentric style for these new characters and of the world in general it's very dark but not in a nor oh we're also very rich and we have spikes and armor that doesn't make sense <laughs> kind of way um i wonder if they finally figured out that cosplayers have a hard time with fire emblem uh probably not thinking of us but we can say that so yeah chris what you were saying it seems to be much more realistic and if and when armor is shown it will be more realistic as well I'm a big nerd for things being historically accurate to the time that they are attempting to portray or take inspiration from in real-world history. So I already said before that the overworld sort of main gameplay part of the game reminds me a lot of Tellius, for better or for worse, but I have a lot of faith in the Switch and what they're going to do with it, so it'll look really, really cool. And I also noticed that they took the thing from Echoes and from Heroes, where when you click on them, they say a little thing. And I also noticed that when you um, when you click again to open up the battle menu on someone, they say something again. So I'm taking that to see that they're not shying away from voice acting at all, and there's going to be a lot of it, and hopefully the story will be voice acted fully. Regardless of what you think of the voice acting, the full voice acting that was in Echoes, It seems to be that they are going with that theme, and I am here for it. Good voice acting is always appreciated. Yet another. We'll see if the voice acting is good or not. But everything we've seen here in this trailer sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Thinking of sorry, I'm thinking of the Warriors trailer. We have to say mother. Oh no! (laughs) What a mess! I don't understand how they let that happen. Anyway, um. Yeah, so that's an element that I think will uh, hopefully be uh, pretty cool. Yet another thing that is oddly very similar to Persona 5. Hmm. Anyway, another thing that Chris and I were talking about is that the fact that it does seem like there's some 3D roaming going around. Potentially there's going to be dungeon exploration. Shimagami Tensei. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think they would like waste the time and effort they would do to make it able to move around your character and make the model so cool if you just walk around in your base to talk to people. I think they're going to use that fully to do some interesting sort of modern RPG things. Because I think that's a big feeling I'm getting from this with the Persona-like art style with all these other things that just seem very modern RPG. I think they're taking a lot of inspiration from all the big JRPGs that have come out very recently to make Fire Emblem sort of even more with the times. Hip. Hip with the kids. Even though they still made the designs a lot less crazy and dumb. 
in the fan service here. I really, I really can't state how much I've loved all the characters I've seen so far, even though we've only seen, like, maybe six. I like how they look. I have a feeling that, in a similar manner to all of the other games that have been put out on the Switch so far, Nintendo is very careful in how they are designing this game, because they want it to be something that both new and old fans of Fire Emblem will be so interested in that if they don't have a Switch already, they will go out and buy one just for this game, in a similar fashion to how Breath of the Wild was. A lot of thought is being put into the game, and um, I don't think we'll be let down. Huh? We'll um, see. <laughs> we'll see. So, Like the article said, stay tuned for more information. Please understand. Going from uh, how we like the character design, let's talk about the characters that we saw within this trailer. To be honest, while thinking about it, I agree with you, Chris. I appreciate that they're less flashy because... The main character girl has pants. She's a girl with pants and fire emblem. And that's an achievement in of itself. Um, but to be honest, none of the characters really stood out to me, and I think the reason why is the exact same thing as what I said in the beginning of our recording here, that they didn't seem to really be making the characters stand out, it was showing the gameplay. So I'm sure that as we get further information, there will be ones that I like, but as for now, I was like, yeah, you know, uh, characters that probably when I play the game, I'll fall in love with, but... For now, nobody that I'm like, oh, I want to cosplay them right away or draw them right away. Yeah, I guess the downside to the more reserved character design is that people can look less striking and appealing. I remember with that first trailer, I thought how wonderfully beautiful and cool Azura looked. I thought about how when Korn was released for Smash, how cool he looked with his chainsaw sword and his like scaly dragon armor and whatever. Even though I've kind of come to hate how he looks now, I just uh, <laughs> um, I still think Azura's design is like one of the best in Fire Emblem. But I think that is something to think about, and it's probably something they had to think a lot about. Is when we do something super crazy and cool, a lot of people will want to draw it, and they'll be immediately noticing it, and it'll be iconic to the series. But when we do something less crazy, it can be taken more seriously in the story, and it can be more accurate, and it can be a lot cooler, maybe. So it's just it's just something I think that's interesting, I guess. Yeah. One thing is for sure, though, there's surely a lot that stood out in regards to the art style of these characters. That being that we were like, wait a second. This is just like, this is just like Persona. What's going on here? I was getting vibes all over the place uh, from Shimigami Tensei and Persona, as well as from Pokken. The way that the little icons in the corner had the characters' faces kind of looked like Pokken. The way that there were thumbnails of the characters' heads kind of floating in the battle sequences was very similar to how it was in Pokken. And I'm curious to find out if people that worked on both Pokken and... Tokyo Mirage Sessions are also working on Three Houses. It certainly seems that way, and I wouldn't be surprised because they probably are taking elements from these new works for the Switch in order to come together and make something entirely new uh, that will really stand out. So as of right now, there hasn't been any official word on who the artist is. I checked 
all the Twitters I could find of different artists, and I just couldn't find anything official, but in my looking around, I've seen two people whose art styles most resemble how the characters look, which would be Masayuki Do or Shinigori Soijima, who have both worked on Shin Megami Tensei and Persona. Hmm. Hmm, really thinks you a think, but especially when you look at those eyes, those eyes are super Persona. So when I first saw the trailer, I was certain that based on the 3D models, oh, Kozaki is working on this game. That's cool. But we actually checked his Twitter, and while he didn't say anything specifically from the translation on one of his tweets, he said, F.E., um, in parentheses, F.E. seems to be causing confusion, so retweet will be in a later date. Looks like he maybe retweeted the news for the new Fire Emblem and then deleted it because people assumed he was the artist because he retweeted it. But, uh, probably he's not. Probably he's not. doesn't look like him. So yeah, no Kozaki. Sorry, baby. Still love you. Hope, hope you're doing well with, uh, drawing old men from Fire Emblem, but never ladies. What? He always does that. He's always drawing, like, Arnold. And, like, what's the name of the guy from Awakening? The two... Gregor? Gregor. He draws Gregor and Virion, but then he'll never draw the girls. I don't know what's up with him. So now let's get into the nitty-gritty on the gameplay that we saw in this trailer. Which was all of it. The whole thing was gameplay. We saw a couple little snippets of cutscenes, and they seem to be pretty much exactly the same as Shadows of Valencia, so I would heavily assume that they got back Studio Kara to do them, which is very interesting because as a lot of people know, I love Studio Kara. I didn't love their work in Echoes, but maybe they'll do something better here. Just like the frame rate was a bit choppy, the models looked a little weird, a little like little robot-y, but I mean, I don't know. It looks like they've been putting a lot into this game. They extended the deadline for when they're going to finish it so hopefully they're going to use that time and make the cutscenes better because i mean the cutscenes are so cool who like you know cutscenes are a big part of a game like this story driven game with a lot of characters and everything but anyway there are a couple interesting things i saw in the trailer regarding the gameplay first of all seems like weapon durability is back which is that makes me happy i didn't like that it was gone for two games uh i just i like managing things in games some of my favorite games are like I don't know, survival Minecraft and like uh, uh, Civ and I like Stardew Valley and lots of stuff like that. I like managing. So the fact that you have to manage your inventory and things like that, I enjoy that. So I really like weapon durability as a mechanic in Fire Emblem. I also noticed that when you click on your unit to move them, there are these weird red lines that go from you to other people. At first I thought, oh, it's whoever you can hit. Mm-hmm. but it seems like there was one going from, like, someone next to you. There's a line going to someone else, so maybe it's someone anyone can hit, or I don't know exactly, but I just thought those little red lines were interesting. I saw in the battle menu that there were combat arts, which I really loved from Echoes. Like, the more you use a weapon, you level up an ability with that weapon, mm-hmm. and then you can do special moves, which I just think is very cool. I also saw with the one of the main characters, the girl, Elda... Eldegrad? Eldegard. Edelweiss? She reminds me of Weiss from Ruby. 
Yeah. Eldegard, that magic is separate from regular attacking, which is like Shadows of Valencia. I don't know how I feel about that. I think so. I think that might imply that the magic stat is gone in this game. I'm not sure. I I kind of like the magic attack split. So I I don't know. It's just something that's kind of interesting. But if that also means that people have personal spell lists that they learn as they level up, as opposed to using tomes, I kind of like that. I think that's really cool and interesting. And another thing I love from Echoes that everyone kind of had their own path of sorcery and depending on who they were, they could use different spells. There was this interesting little thing, I don't know if it's a mode or a different way of play or what exactly it was, but there was a little part in the trailer that there was a a tiny, there was like a grid that took up a fourth of the screen in the bottom right, and you can move that, and it seemed like you could use that to move full, like, squads of units over to other units. I, I don't know what that is. I think it's probably going to be that, how you were saying earlier, oh, it's so weird how in Echoes there would be an army and then all of a sudden you're in the cutscene for the battle and there's no army anymore. Mm. I think in this game you'll be able to be controlling the characters in your private army that you recruit and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And there will... Um, and those will be the ones that have personalities and have designs and you can get supports with. But you'll also be able to kind of like in... Could you do that in Warriors? In Hyrule Warriors, you could. Uh, it reminded me of Warriors, but yeah. I... Uh, I don't know. Like, you couldn't assign squads of people to people, but you could direct groups of people. Okay. Which really looks like this is very similar to yeah. that. Yeah. So, so I think that kind of similar to how Jenny had that ability in Echoes where she could summon a bunch of NPCs that could do stuff for you, we'll have the main characters in your army that you can do supports with and control, but there will also be a limited amount of NPCs that you can send out to do the dirty work for you or do the easy stuff that you don't feel like dealing with or whatever, which is pretty cool because then there can be a lot more strategy and hopefully a lot more ways to save situations without having to start over and over again. That would be really interesting. And speaking on the whole groups of people thing, again, in the battle menu, there was a tab for formation which is, to my knowledge, completely new to Fire Emblem. And it seems to deal specifically with these little groups of armies that you have, and they can make different formations. We saw in a different part of the trailer that a character attacked another character's group of people, and all of the people around him formed a little triangle around him, and then they attacked and, like, bursted through them. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just making an assumption that that is the formation thing, And there might be some sort of weapon triangle, rock, paper, scissors type thing where triangle beats square, square beats circle, circle beats triangle, I don't know, like formations or different things like that. Or just it might like maybe you can have a more offensive thing, but you take more damage or you have a more defensive attack, but you take less damage when you go. I don't know, but this whole formation thing is probably going to be important because it's one of like the only things in the battle menu. And I guess that might be like the interesting gimmick of this game. What I was saying earlier about how there may be a limited number of NPCs you can use, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, hmm, 
It might be a little bit overpowered if you have a bunch of these extra NPCs, but by having a limit, then that comes the strategy element. Like, yeah, you have these NPCs, but that's your army. What happens if you kill all of these extra people in your army? Then you have nobody. So yeah. that would be cool if maybe it's like out of a thousand, you're down to 200 people. Will you be <laughs> able to make it through this volcano battle? That's very interesting. Probably not. And, uh, it, 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 but also the bad guys have their little armies too. So it's not just like you're swarming one person and all that. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Everybody swarm the witch. <laughs> Quick. She's so annoying. Games remind me a lot of Final Fantasy. Mm. Like this is what you said of the red lines. Like that's like how like another character would use the heal. Uh, yeah, I'm see- I'm sure that they got inspiration from the new Final Fantasies and stuff like that. Yeah, because like I just think like they're looking at all like the console RPGs because like we're not a portable game anymore. We got to be up with the with the times. Yeah, you know what's selling, and that's like Persona, Final Fantasy, Xenoblade. Uh, other i can't think of other jrpgs but those kind of games is what they want to be like animal crossing um, um. <laughs> yeah yeah what i was saying earlier about how nintendo is really trying to make every single switch game that comes out except bomberman a big hit um <laughs> i'm sure they were like okay guys this is our one big chance fire emblem is the new money pit we have to make something other than zelda and it's got to be our Final Fantasy, our Persona, and hopefully it will be. Oh, so by the way, that was our friend Navarre. I don't know if the microphone picked him up. Yeah, especially with the um, the split of magic and like whatever was said earlier. I don't remember. Like something about the magic being split up from like attack attacking. That's exactly how Final Fantasy thirteen huh. was. Like, yeah. Well, that's how like most of them are. Where there's different categories, and then you like choose what spell you want to use and stuff. Yeah. And Persona, too. Like, when it's like, oh, you have all these different spells to choose from. Anyway, kind of like how tomes work. Yeah, so I don't know if the microphone picked him up, but if he di- if it didn't, he was just saying how similar this feels to Final Fantasy. And I think we agree. Last note that we wanted to cover before we ultimately find out that all of our predictions were wrong in an <laughs> hour's time on the Nintendo America's Twitter page. The music! I didn't even realize that there was a song playing until afterwards. Again, (laughs) it's just because they weren't making it the highlight, but now after listening to it again, it is a pretty song, but I I don't remember it. (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's cute. Um, I'm excited for when whatever they give us the full version. It took them a while to give us the ocean's gray waves full, so I don't know. If anything, we'll have to see what the Japanese version of the song sounds like, if there is one. Um, Because in a similar fashion, probably the Japanese full version would come out first. And hop on to CD Japan, boys, because we're going to be getting the OST as soon as possible. Because that's what happened with Fates. Like, we didn't even Uh know what the full song sounded like, but the Japanese version, they had a CD up for pre-order that you could buy of the artist, her album, with the song on it. Oh, that's cool. So, finally, before we go out, we asked on our Twitter page if anybody had some thoughts or questions or speculation regarding the trailer that we just saw, and we'll be talking about them now. So Claire at Robot Pizza Party said, where is the funky mode? And I have to agree, there was no funky mode with Funky Kong, so that 
kind of puts this game at a zero for me. And let me just say that my response has the most likes. So <laughs> I think that the fans all agree. Nintendo, where is Funky Mode? Okay, so Banjo at Admiral Banjo said, The new art style is beautiful, in caps. I really hope Treehouse doesn't touch this game. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Who's going to localize this game? So we have some, we have, like, this isn't like when Fates first came out or when Echoes first came out was announced where all the stuff we saw was in Japanese. They have already begun localizing this game. They have localized voices and they have all the stuff translated. So who's doing it? I don't know. Please, God, be... Yeah, please don't be Treehouse. Um, Let's hope that... Uh, I don't know. Maybe Treehouse is too busy working on Animal Crossing, so they're not going to do Fire Emblem. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Treehouse even does. They just putt around and toot. I really hope 8-4 takes the helm again. Not just when it comes to, like, people talk about, like, censorship or bad choices or whatever. Even if you ignore all of that... H4 prove that they really understand voice direction and all of that because it's so easy for a game to have bad voice acting. They really did a good job. There was such a great cast. It was so believable. And in general, everything else dealing with the localization of Echoes was really good. And I think they did Awakening too. And I like the localization of Awakening. So just uh, Treehouse, stay away, please. <laughs> Yeah, 8-4 is really great because they know how to make people actually sound like human beings. They're yes. really good at knowing how humans talk. <laughs> yes. Doctor Who at Quan Who 99 said, Sword Axe Lord is cool, which, even though that's a very uh, basically phrased tweet, it's so true. We have an Axe Lord if this Eldegard is a lord, which I'm pretty sure she is. We have an Axe Lord again. We haven't had one since Hector. That's pretty awesome, and it's funny how she doesn't look like it at all. She looks like a sword user, or a bow user, maybe, or a magic user. But they have this little girl who looks like Micaiah, wielding axes. I love that. Leah at Robotoasty says, I'm excited, just hoping there's no face touching this time around. We haven't seen any sort of waifu mechanics in this game. Hmm. So there's definitely some sort of support system, as they said, with the whole walking around your... Uh, your castle, although that can be a little sus because that's how it worked in Fates. You would walk around your castle and you'd take them to your room and take that's, where, you. that's where you'd pet their face. Take so. them to your strange tree house that you have for whatever reason. Did they so, have tree houses uh, back then? I don't know. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm hoping not. I'm fine with marriage as long as it's written well um, and they don't try and force everyone to be able to marry everyone because that just puts incompatible people together, but if they do it well enough, that's fine. But yes, I hope they're still face-touching, because that was weird. I could see them going, because it seems like they're taking a more serious route with this Fire Emblem. I could see them doing marriage and supports in more of a Dragon Age Mass Effect type way, which I'd be down for. I'm excited to see what it looks like. How does it work in those games? Um, Just that it's a bit more in-depth, and for the most part, the writing isn't bad. Mm. And... um. If they're going to do a support with a person, it kind of works like how um, courting someone in Harvest Moon works, where there's different events depending on what happens. Oh, okay. um, so it's not just like 
this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens, then it's done. Like, throughout mm-hmm. the game, there are specific points where if you happen to be married to this person, then this will happen. Mm. But if you're married to this person, then that will happen. I think that's great, because you brought up, I think, in our Fire Emblem 16 predictions and wish list that you don't like how in Fire Emblem games, once you're married, the relationship is over. Mm-hmm. You don't talk anymore, you don't reference them anymore, they're just like, you're married now, and dead to me it's it's done it's over like you don't get to interact with them anymore so that is a very good way of doing it although i could imagine that some people would be upset because i think if you're gonna have a dating aspect it should be fleshed out but i think people would complain if it was fleshed out because then they go oh you're making this even more of a dating sim so i mean honestly i probably prefer for it not to be in there but if you're gonna do it do it well do it so it really Helps you understand and like the characters. Don't just do it for waifu pandering, mm-hmm. you know. Well, uh, how I see it is there's a difference between just having it be like how it has been in the past few games where, you know, um, again, you know, you have your your four different conversations and then that's it. That seems much more like a dating simulator, whereas a game like Dragon Age or Mass Effect, I think that it's showing more of... I think that it overall makes the whole game much more realistic because if you're with all these people all the time, of course you're going to form a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And it shows the life of your character. It makes things more feel more like a uh, more fleshed out world. Next, L at Space Invader L says, The art style looks great and the battle animation style looks really interesting. It's not what I was expecting, TBH, but that's because I kept my hopes low. Here's to hoping for a good game. Me too, L. Always keep your expectations very low, and you'll never be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the battle animations, I didn't see anything that really struck my eye or stood out to me, but I- I'm hoping that the battle animations in this game are really, really cool, because we have the we have the technology now, <laughs> so I-, I hope they do some really interesting things with the battle animations oh they've got to be i mean in warriors they were showing off too and that mm-hmm. could be on the wii u so imagine what they can do when it's a purely for switch game very true and on the 3ds very cool very cool our last one comes from astra hi astra at astra underscore dark and they say it's super interesting and the art looks amazing the way they add the crits is really cool I like the crits. That's one of my favorite. That was one of the most, uh, I think, I don't know, catching aspects of Fire Emblem when I first found out about it with Awakening was the crits. Like, I may have seen some sort of, like, crit compilation video. I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And whenever a character gets a crit and they say a cool line and their face shows, I just get really happy. (laughs) I love that. So I'm glad they're keeping the tradition. I kind of liked the eyes in Awakening better than the half-face way they did it in Fates and Echoes and now this game, but, you know, it's whatever. It's whatever. Well, that's another thing that's like Persona, because in Persona 5 they do that. Mm. Mm. Well, they... I don't know. Um, I think we've got enough going to talk about Nintendo, especially because it's getting yeah. close to... I don't to care. ...time for Chris to go home. There really wasn't much going on. I guess all people cared about was Smash, though, so that's why. Yeah. 
So yeah, thanks so much, guys, for getting back so quickly to us on Twitter. It would have been real sad if uh, we went to this part of the podcast and nobody responded, so thanks, love you very much. That's pretty much all we have to say about it, because there's only so much you can say about a five-minute-long trailer until we get some more information. And when that happens, you know you can come to us for our opinions that maybe you care about. Our hot takes. We'd love to hear what you thought about this new E3 release trailer, and whether or not it's what you were expecting and or what you wanted. Though, again, we'll get more information and then we can all form better opinions in the future. You can let us know on any of the platforms you may be listening on, as well as our Twitter and Facebook at Talk Effie to Me. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you later. わたしと共にこの道を歩めるというものだけは今ここで一歩を踏み出しなさい忘れないでね先生私は必ずここに戻ってくるわ<笑>